It's time for another chinwag. I'm here with Seb. Seb is, without Seb, this gym wouldn't exist. You guys don't know how lucky you are. Um, Seb, let's get into it. Let's talk about how you found us, how you started training with us, and what you train for. Hi, everyone. Uh, <laughs> um, I've been doing CrossFit for about six years now. And about four years ago, I realized that uh, my lifting wasn't getting where I wanted it to be. Um, so I started doing some Googling for um, Olympic weightlifting coaching in Cape Town. And as it turned out, Warren is pretty much the only guy in Cape Town who actually offered um, bona fide Olympic lifting coaching. Monopoly. <laughs> so, yeah, I approached Warren. He was still coaching at uh, Evo down on the waterfront, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. Evo, yeah. Um, and I came there to, to learn how to weightlift. And since then, it's been uh, a growing involvement, I guess. We've had a lot to drink. Yes, lots over the years. <laughs> what would you say your training looks like now? Obviously, you've been with us for a couple of years. You've been through the CrossFit competitive scene. You've competed in weightlifting. What does your training look like now? What, three, four, five years in? Um, so, ideally, I'm, no, I'm training weightlifting Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Um, I still do CrossFit two to three times a week. Um, I enjoy it for the challenge and the fitness. Um, but my primary focus is around uh, lifting and getting strong. Um, so, yeah, ideally it would be Monday, Wednesday, Friday weightlifting, Tuesday, Thursday, some sort of fitness, like CrossFit, and then Saturday, occasionally, I do a bit of CrossFit as well. Where do you see your training going in the future? Do you see anything changing? Do you see, as you're getting older, what do you think you, you would have to modify? What do you think you're going to do in the next, say, 10 years with your training? Where do you want to go with that? Uh, my focus is always more, especially lately, more towards uh, strength-based training. So ideally, I definitely want to see myself doing a lot more weightlifting. I really, really enjoy it as I get older. Um, yeah, I keep a light about fitness, but it's always going to be uh, moving more towards, towards fitness or to strength and weightlifting, shall we say. Um, I still compete. I'd like to definitely going to be competing in more weightlifting comps. Um, and yeah, I do the occasional CrossFit comp as well. It's still a lot of fun for me. So, cool. Well, this is a, this is a good question. Then, what does what does competing give for you? How does competing augment your training? I always enjoyed it. Always done it for the fun of it. Never really been a serious competitor, but it does push you. No matter what you're doing, weightlifting, CrossFit, any kind of competition, it allows you to um, to sort of evaluate yourself and see, um, see where you're at. And also seeing a lot of people, even if people are running rings around you, it's still an inspiration for you to, to do better and to try harder. Um, you always come back from a competition really pumped up to go and you know, do better in something. So it's a nice way of going forward. Awesome, yeah. I also found when I was no longer able to compete, my training became directionless. And I think that's where a lot of people that come in, they just come in, oh, I just want to get fit, what does that even mean? But they come in with, uh, directionless, and having a competition for me was like a lens. It focused my training so that I knew this is the time of day I've got to do X thing, this is how I'm going to get there, I'm going to map that out, going to work with coaches, going to make sure that... Um, it, it's, I think for a lot of these guys who are coming in with an aesthetic mindset, that's why we do the photo shoots. So you've got four months out, to, in order to get where you want to be, or you know, thinking about long term, you want to get to say the one this time next year, and you get progress along the way. So it's broken down into little milestones. Um, 
Yeah, I think nothing highlights your weaknesses more than, uh, than competing. Mm. If you're just training um, for the sake of it, it's very easy to get into a comfort zone where you just do what you're good at or what you like. Um, but when you go in sort of like, when you're humbled in a competition, when you, you sort of fail almost, that inspires you to come back, so I'm going to work on this weakness, I'm really going to work on this. Whereas ordinarily it's quite difficult to, to motivate yourself to work on the things that you're not so good at or don't enjoy as much. It's a bit like having homework with no deadline. Yeah. If it's me, I, I'm, just, I'm never going to do it. I'm never going to do my homework unless it's like the deadline's bumping up. And I think a lot of people, perhaps, they think, oh, yeah, I can get in shape at any time, at any rate, except I think we take for granted how, you know, how little time we have. We've, we've got to, you know, I, I keep, I've said this the other day, I don't think people are going to care too much about how they're looking when they're 70 years old. You know, you've, you've got youth and time on your side. Even if you're in your 50s, you know, there's still things you want to do that at 70 you're probably not going to give a monkeys about. So um, that's why for me it's like competition sets out landmarks in the future that I work towards rather than just sort of ambling along aimlessly. Yeah, and it's, it's important to keep these, um, to make this a habit, getting stronger or getting fitter, whatever your goals are. And competition yeah. kind of helps you keep that blade nice and sharp because yeah. the older you get, the more difficult it is to start and the more difficult it is to, to get into that, that routine. I mean, I'm 36 now and I've got a couple of friends who, you know, they pick up their two-year-old child and put their back out kind of thing. Yeah, um, my wife. And you say, same. well, what happens, what's going to happen to you when you're 18 and you need to go and play football or rugby with, uh, with your kid, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the sooner you start or the more motivated you have to keep yourself fit and strong, the easier it is as you get older because your responsibilities pile up. And if you don't have a good routine of making time for, for your own health and development, then it becomes exponentially diff- more difficult as you get older. Okay, so you, obviously you work, we know you work a full-time job and you're, you're very busy with, with your side projects as well. Um, you also spend a lot of your time outside of the gym training and preparing to train how do you personally make time for that so you know for example I had I was speaking with someone the other day a friend and he was having trouble with a bit of stress he was having and I said what are the things that are going to move the needle and for him he said um, he needs to do two things and we had to anchor that how do you block out the time what do you do in order to make sure you get prepared for training um it's all about getting a routine and you get into a good way of doing things. Like I spend like 40 minutes in the morning doing some stretching and just movement work. Um, it helps with the training um, to prepare you and it's also a nice way to get your day started, do a bit of movement, uh, get the blood flowing, etc. Um, but yeah, it's, it's about making that time. You know, most people have got enough time to sit and watch an hour of TV at night. And, um, yeah, yeah. You know, you can also, you can spend some time on your lounge carpet rolling on a foam roller or stretching. Um, yeah, or just making sure you get up half an hour earlier. Um, that difference in sleep, if you get a good, if you get to bed early enough, doesn't make that much of an impact in your in your world. But yeah, getting some movement in helps even yeah. more. It's, it's that unwillingness to change a habit, like your your the time you go to bed or the hour you're going to watch telly. I found that's a common thing that people bump up again. The reason I just laughed when you said about a nice forty-minute way to start your day moving was yeah. my day starts with screaming <laughs> or a child knocking on the door which then sets off screaming. My day starts with <laughs> screaming and then go, and then 12 hours later you stop, yeah. minimum. 
Well, I mean, I've got a friend, and you, I, I, obviously if you have young children, it's not something I have experience yeah. with, but you, if you make, uh, make a plan, you can make it happen. I mean, I've got a friend who, he also had a difficult child, and he was up every two hours during the night, and he said to me, by 4.30, he can't really go back to sleep because he's just going to feel even worse. So he'd go and sit in his garage and do some kettlebell swings and do some basic, do like an hour's movement, and then he'd go into work a bit earlier so he can come home earlier. At 4.30 a.m.? Yeah. Well, he said he was, he was awake then anyway. He'd sort of like wake up, sort out the baby, and then um, he's like, there's no much point in going back to sleep because he'd have to wake up in another 45 minutes. So he said, well, rather just go and do some exercise. You're tired during the day, but at least you can still make positive changes to your health uh, in that way. I like that. I like that idea. Not at 4:30. You're not going to catch me at 4:30 a.m. doing fucking swings. No way. Talking, I've got kids, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a tough one. But then we've got so many. The, the thing I think where where the excuses fall away is when you've got there are so many parents in the gym right now that are even single parents and they're still in here getting it done. So I think that's important to highlight that if you haven't got your shit together now without kids. It's time, you know, now's the opportunity because it ain't going to get no easier if you are planning on the future and having children. I mean, we've got, I could just see Carl over here. <laughs> Carl was on his second one and he's just sat there like, he just comes in early and just sits there. Um, we don't bother him. We don't, you know, we'll interview you next time, Carl. This is Zen moment to start. Yeah, Carl, just, this, is, this is Carl's like quiet time in the day where he just sort of, the break between work and home, he just comes here to, I don't know. I imagine he's, if he's not crying externally, he's probably crying internally, like I am every single morning. Okay, Seb. But I think the, that's the one last thing as well. Is like, mm. It's also people try and go for a big bang approach. Like, oh, I need to get so much done. Whereas you just need to say, even if I have five minutes time, let me just start there yeah. because that builds uh, a habit. Because you won't always have an hour or, or even 40 minutes to do it. But you, you, most people have 10 or 15 minutes where you can just get something done. Um, and it's that mindset of, oh, I've got some time, let me get something done that starts building um, better patterns as you, you know, as you keep practicing. So. Yeah, that's, that's really nice because also you, you saying that makes me think of people who feel guilty about uh, being in the gym and not able to, um, they're in the gym, they can't get to the gym three times a week so they feel guilty they, and then they think, oh, well, if I can only come twice, it's not worth it. Yeah. And I think, you know, for me, most of my workouts in the past, it, like that back end of, last year where I actually got into shape and had a six pack and everything it was 10 minutes a day most days yeah. until and once a week we'd have a good like one hour but that was it 10 minutes a day you can still get a lot done in yeah. that amount I mean, of time do three sets of 10 squats that's 15 minutes yeah. that are well spent no matter what, what you do so. talking about three sets of 10 let's see how long we, I don't know how long we've been going on uh, talking about three sets of 10 how do you view the way the gym has shifted since we kind of opened up our scope into a more broader, say more inclusive fitness model compared to how we used to be, which was straight weightlifting and strength training. What do you, how do you perceive that from the view of someone who's been here forever? It's, it's, there's a hell of a nice vibe here, actually. Um, it's, it's a different change. I mean, we've lost, it would be nice if we could have the same vibe now with all the, the strength trainers and weightlifters we used to have. But, mm. um, you know, the gym's uh, composition has changed. But I think the... The heart and soul is more or less the same. Um, it's nice. It's, it feels like a like a good fitness uh, family here almost, you know. Yeah. So and we've got guys coming across to the to do from the fit uh, side to do strong and strong guys doing the the fit warm up and stuff. So it's a nice. Um, it's got a nice buzz to it when the gym is full. It's actually really nice. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Seb. Hello, Lizzie. Lizzie just walked in. I guess it's time to open the gym. <laughs> Have a good one, guys. Take care, and I'm just, I just have to unlock this phone and then
Press stop, and that's done.